Hello, listeners. My name is Tracy B. Richards, and I'm happy to welcome you to another episode of the Born to Fly podcast. Our guest today is Trish Walker. Trish is an investment professional who has been in the industry for over seven years. She specializes in financial planning for business owners and retirement planning. Trish and I met as premium members of the Born to Fly community, and after seeing her a few times in the general meetups, her warm and welcoming energy really made an impression on me. After one of our first meetings together, where I had shared a bit about my story about coming to Christ, Trish asked if we could make time to meet up and get to know one another. Ever since then, I have felt a strong bond of sisterhood with her. She is a true Proverbs 31 woman, and what I like to call something of a prayer warrior. Trish continues to be an inspiration to me, and I'm excited to introduce her to you. So welcome to the podcast, Trish. Thank you for having me, Tracy. Uh, It's a pleasure being here today with you. It is my pleasure to have you here. I'm just going to talk a little bit about why you came to be the choice for this, because this is my first podcast with Born to Fly. I was reaching out to the community and asking them if they had any recommendations for people that I could interview for the podcast. And when your name came up, it really felt like God had a plan for both of us to share this experience together. I'm really excited to see where the conversation takes us. So why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, everyone. I am Trish, and I'm originally from Jamaica, and I moved to Canada in 2012. My faith journey began at age 13, and I strongly believe that was when my true calling uh, started. And I started to understand my life um, had a higher purpose and meaning. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 amazing. So I'm really curious about what got you so excited about sharing the gospel. Like, how old were you? When did you start to become passionate about sharing the gospel? So that passion started at age 13, and I remember that summer getting to know the gospel and spending that summer reading the Bible for the first time, and. I can't explain it, but there was this passion that just started in my heart for people around in my community. And so growing up in a small community where I knew everyone, I already had a basis to start sharing the gospel. And I predominantly worked um, with youths at the time. And being 13, of course, um, starting out just sharing the gospel with my friends. And yes, and then I think that just pointed me to, to know that my life is not about me. It's about this higher purpose in Christ. And that was what helped set the foundation for who I am today. Even now being 30, that purpose still stands in my heart. Yes, yes. And I I, I see that in, in all the interactions that I have with you. Um, it really does emanate everything you do, everything that you are. And I think that's what made such an impression on me. It's very it's palpable how extraordinary that calling is and how how your faith really guides everything that you do. So I know that we've talked a little bit about uh, being mission-minded, and that's something that you're you're very passionate about. So what can you help us understand what that means? If there's people that don't understand what mission-mindedness really is, can you give a little bit of background as to what that means for you? For being mission-minded, uh, whenever I think of that term, the first thing that comes to mind is having that relationship with Christ. And as the more you read the Bible and see the life of Christ and how he had a heart for people, he had a heart of compassion. And that led me to 
understand deeper that behind being mission-minded, you have to have a heart for people, a compassion that drives you, that you want to give them the best of the best. And so I believe before being mission-minded is having that heart, which explains why God himself gives us a new heart where we can not only love him, but love others. And so for me, mission-minded is following in the footsteps of Christ. You're an entrepreneur, as am I, and uh, most of our listeners. And I'm wondering how, how you've, you've learned to bear the image of Christ in your business. Like, how do you bring that mission-minded um, heart posture to your business dealings? That's a, a very good question, um, Tracy. And I believe that is something that all of us as business owners should contemplate daily as we go about our day. But I believe a huge part of that is in your interaction with your client base. So the way you serve, being a person of character, of integrity, the way you treat people, the way you talk with them, following through on things. It could be from saying you'll send a client an email at five, then you stay committed to that. So I believe a huge part of that is living out the gospel practically. And then the other element is having this powerful spirit to be on alert, to share the good news. So you don't want to go into your workplace or your business place and you have the Bible on your forehead or you walk in with your Bible, but being wise as you go about it, but also having a listening ear, of course, powerfully through with the Holy Spirit, seeking out those opportunities to share the good news. Exactly. And that listening ear is a really, really important thing. I was actually thinking about that earlier today because we, as Christians, I know that, so I'm a fairly new Christian and I had my own idea of what Christians were, you know, before I I was a believer and I didn't really like to be preached to. I didn't really (laughs) necessarily want to change my belief systems. I didn't really understand what, you know, quote unquote truth meant in that context, you know, now I have a very great sensitivity to that to other people, because I feel like it's important to find common ground, finding that common ground, you know, that uh, a way of finding that common ground is to be curious and to have that listening ear. So, uh, you know, what, what are some of the things you listen for? Like, how do you, how do you know when someone is seeking or somebody is, you know, their heart is ready to hear the gospel? That's a, a, a good question to think about because one of the things I've noticed in my interaction with uh, friends and family and also um, uh, business partners is curiosity. It starts with curiosity, having this mindset to want to ask questions. Okay, tell me a little bit about your faith. Why are you this way? Why did you take on this situation and approach it this way? And then that gives you an opening to talk about move from the physical to the spiritual. And so that's why that listening air plays a, such a crucial part because you're almost on alert, seeking out those opportunities that when you're ready to ask, being curious and ask questions, you're there. And also another part of that too, is that we all face life circumstances, good days, bad days. And especially in the COVID pandemic, people needed hope. Where do they go for hope? And we have that hope in Christ. So how do you bring that across? And so when somebody say, pray for me, or can you share a word of encouragement, you can draw from those biblical principles and bring hope. 
and build out on those opportunities. Yes. And, you know, the thing that goes through my mind is in the workplace, you know, there may be certain boundaries, I guess, that we have to be aware of and we have to Mm -hmm. respect. What are some of the, um, the boundaries or even obstacles that you've run into sharing the gospel in your professional life? It's, I think it's as a Christian in the workplace, it's starting out that you're there to work firstly. And so you show, you, you show up, you do your job, you, you work hard, but also knowing that you have a higher purpose that for being mission minded. And so not only do you seek out opportunities, but with wisdom, knowing when those opportunities are like ripe and ready to take on. All right. So in terms of um, those boundaries that you will find is, figuring out the right timing. And one of the things that have worked for me is how to bridge the relationship, not only from a professional level to a personal level. So where you don't just see someone as a business partner or co-worker, it's now birthdays, you know, visiting someone when they're sick, extending a helping hand. And what you find over time they don't just see you as a professional partner. They see you as somebody that is their friend. And so the timing it works along with getting to know them and being there for them to show support. And a thought that comes to mind now is that where people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And so you don't just want to go on and say, okay, I know Jesus, here's the gospel and move on. There has to be a relationship aspect that I find that have worked for me, building those personal relationships. Yeah. And I think that really speaks to another issue, which is, you know, when you're in the workplace, let's say, if you're not an entrepreneur yourself, but if you're working with people and you're being paid to do a job, there's boundaries around whether or not, you know, it's appropriate to be talking about God while you're supposed to be working. So when you take it out of the workplace, when you take it out of you know, when you develop a personal relationship with that person, then it becomes a a completely different area, right? A more appropriate and personal area where you can address those things. Exactly. Yes. And so what are some of the examples that you you find? Like, how do people typically respond? In terms of my experience, I share in the gospel, not only in the professional field, but in the personal field. I find it depends on the individual you're speaking with and where they're at in life in terms of how they respond. One of my experiences have been when somebody's at a very low point in their lives and they feel there is no way out and you happen to be there at that time and you offer a word of encouragement and they know that you're a Christian and they know that I pray and be like, Trish, can you pray for me? And that's often an opening for me to say, how can I pray for you? And before you know it, you have in a full conversation on God and hope and salvation. But that's for somebody who's at a very low point in their lives. But I've also seen the other end where someone, life is good, everything is going well, and the topic of religion comes up. And they'll be like, oh, Jesus sounds like a good idea, but it's he's just not for me. So that's one response I've heard. That's good for you, Trish, but that's just not good for me. So I've seen both ends of the spectrum in terms of sharing the gospel. Yeah, and I've had that experience too, a a lot, you know, because I have very supportive friends. I mean, coming from 
you know, being Jewish and then being very new age. And, you know, I've got friends from all, all over the place and they're all very supportive. And they're like, you know, you do you, that's really good for you. Just don't, yeah. <laughs> don't stay on your side. Exactly. <laughs> I'll stay, stay on, on my side. side. What, what do you do with that? Is there an opportunity there? What, what's your experience with that? Well, when I often hear that, I, I don't stop there. I, of course, uh, respectfully end the conversation at their request, but also pray. And oftentimes I find another opportunity will come up and we're talking about a current issue that is going on, like whether the controversial or not controversial, like how, how do you define human life, for example? And that's often been a topic of discussion just to hear different opinions. But one of the things I've, I've kept in mind as well is to be respectful and to be cognizant of where they're at and try to understand where they're coming from. So I think a huge part that has helped me is understanding who the person is, what is important to them, and then moving from there. So building with them from their place of understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And and what you said about prayer is very key because in preparation for this podcast, you know, I was doing my own prayer <laughs> and my own research. And one of the things that kept coming up is how evangelism and prayer are inextricably linked. So that is a really important thing. And that, that was part of what I was missing, you know, at the beginning, because I was wanting this so much, you know, to help people understand and have what I have in Jesus. I was doing it for my own strength. Right. Mm -hmm. So prayer is absolutely very important. And the other thing that you said about meeting someone where they're at in apologetics, right? I took an apologetics course and just to help me with this because <laughs> I didn't think I was doing too well. What I learned in these interviews that, uh, that we were meant to, uh, to conduct with people who don't share our worldview is how to ask questions, right? Like how to ask questions about just general things like, how do you think the world began? Or you mm -hmm. know, who decides what is right and what is wrong? Morality, right? So it's really about being curious, as you said, about their worldview or how they see the world just to begin the conversation. And what I found is that often their, their worldview starts to unravel a little bit because when they try to defend that, when they try to explain why they believe what they believe, sometimes they can't right? Sometimes it's yeah. just, oh, my dad always said that. My dad always said there's no such thing as God. Or, um, you know, I'm Jewish and everyone perished in the Holocaust in my family, so there must not be a God, right? Mm. So, but that, whatever they believe and whatever they're coming from, it, you know, it's an opportunity to have a conversation, start from there. Yeah. And so what is one of the most surprising responses you've had from someone? Uh, one of the most uh, surprising responses I've had um, was with now a friend where we did not start off on the right footing, I would call it. But to see how through the years developing this relationship with her to let her know that I love her and I care for her. And so when we do eventually talk about Christ, she wanted to know more. Who is Jesus and why do you believe in Jesus? And it was a reminder for me as a Christian how to be prepared for those questions of when they ask, why do you believe in Jesus? And how has he changed your life? And being ready to share on that. And so that opened a whole new ground for me to talk about Christ and his impact in my life, but also pointing to the Bible as well in terms of how it's changed me. 
And that's a big lesson. And that's actually one of the questions I was going to ask you is, you know, what are some of the, the greatest lessons you've learned from all your experiences in sharing the gospel? Be prayerful. That's top of the list. Uh, be prepared. And also show that you care. Mm-hmm. And show that you care and have a heart for people. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but having that compassion that drives you to want to impact others in a positive way. Yeah, it really has to come from the heart because I would imagine there are people out there that are evangelists, but they're not necessarily practicing what you just described. Um, Maybe it's a numbers thing. Maybe it's, you know, a feather in your cap. I don't know. But if you don't have the heart for people, and if if it's not something that you're genuinely praying for, because you're aching, (laughs) you know, for people to be saved, then yeah, they're going to smell that a mile away. And it's not going to have the desired result. And that's just not I don't think that's what God wants. In fact, I'm sure that's not Mm -hmm. what he wants, the way that he wants it to happen. Because he's sovereign. He's the one who's in charge of it all. So it's it's about our journey too. It's not just about bringing this other person to Christ, but it's about our pattern and how we show up and how we represent him. That's very important to him too. Yeah, I agree with that, Tracy, because with each experience you have sharing the gospel and living out the gospel, You're growing as a Christian because we all start out as babes in Christ. And so we don't start out knowing everything. We spend time reading the word, understanding it. But as you go through these different experiences, you find gaps in your your own understanding and you build out from there uh, as well. Absolutely. One of the most humbling experiences for me so far, really. Yes. Because having that passion and having that ache for people doesn't necessarily mean that I'm ready to evangelize them. Yeah, right? yeah. That was a very, um, like I said, a very humbling journey for me. And it still mm-hmm. is to yeah. make sure that my heart is right. And that it's not me taking steps forward ahead of God. I'm one step behind him and letting him lead the way. Exactly. So I know that when I try to help people understand the gospel. I like to use certain resources. Are there anything, is there anything that you want to recommend in terms of others who would uh, really benefit from knowing what your resources are? Uh, so that's an interesting question, um, Tracy. And a starting point for me was the book of Acts. And I was really drawn to how the early church shared the gospel with people around them but also how they lived out the gospel. Historians talked about how the early church, they were known as a loving people, giving people. And so the people were coming to them because of how they were just living out the gospel message. And outside of that, Ray Comfort, he has a video on a couple, well, quite a few videos on YouTube, but he has a website uh, where you can always see some resources that he gives, different approach and how you share the gospel. And I've actually ordered materials from his website before to use. That's great. And I'm going to add to that. So recently, uh, I've had had a friend who I gave her a Bible for Christmas. That's because she had had a Bible and she, she misplaced it or whatever. And she was kind of interested. So I gave her a Bible for Christmas. And the other day she came to me and she said, you need to help me (laughs) learn how to use this thing. (laughs) So uh, because we don't live in the same city, I can't, you know, sit down with her and even COVID, whatever, we're kind of busy. What I've done for her in the meantime is I've sent her a link to use uh, the Through the Word app. 
And what I've noticed is that it's an app that you can download on your phone and it does um, little explanations of each of each book of the Bible. And then of course the passage, whatever the, the passage is, the book that, that is being discussed. And what I love about it is that it's meant for people who do not really know anything about the Bible. So it's very easy to understand. And there are journeys. So like series of things, series of books. And the first one is it starts with Mark and then it goes to Colossians. And it's very a great way to introduce yourself to the Bible. So that's another thing that I would recommend as well. Very user-friendly. We're about to wrap up more or less. I guess I just want to ask you, let's, let's ask you about a failure. Let's ask you about a face down moment where it just didn't work out when you were, when you were trying to share the gospel with someone. So can you think of any, any example of that? That's a, an interesting question, Tracy. And you mentioned a word earlier about humility and how it each of these experiences, whether good or bad, just shape, continue to shape us as Christians. And one of the experiences I think of was uh, with a friend who was not in a, not in a good place. It took a while for me to realize that you have to address the physical, mental needs before you can often talk about spiritual things. So I was like jumping all the steps and not helping her to address the present needs that um, she had. And so that was a a failing point for me. And thankfully, realized that pretty early and and worked alongside her to that point of healing, but also throughout the process, letting her know that I care. And and then eventually, going back to your point about having that listening ear when she's ready to hear the gospel. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because often we, you know, we're not really, again, maybe a little bit about pride, maybe a little bit about just getting ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're not really paying attention to the needs of of the person that is paramount. So just if we're going to go off in a different direction now, just our wrap up questions. What area of your personal life are you investing in the most right now? What's your biggest excitement, your biggest joy, and are you looking forward to? So right now, seeking out more opportunities to serve. One of the ways I'm doing that now is how to connect with friends in my community who who are babes in Christ and just want to learn more about Christ. And so having these Bible studies have given me an opportunity to make sure I know what I believe, but also being there as a support to a fellow sister in the Lord. That's amazing. So yeah, if I can ask you about Bible study, I think that that's a very important thing to maybe expand on because that's uh, that's something that we can do. And if we have a heart for someone and we feel that they really need the gospel, that might be a very loving and experiential way to share that time with them as opposed to, you know, like I did with my friend, like, here's a Bible, here's an app, <laughs> go do it yourself kind of thing. I mean, that's not how I approached it, but Mm -hmm. some people need to have their hands held or they just want to be in community. If once you've shared the gospel with someone, let's say you've you've met them at work or you just, you know, they're, they're friends or whatever. What do you do after that? Once, once you've started to impart to them what you know about Jesus and, and how they may be able to encounter them, what would you do next? That's a very good question, Tracy, because I realized very early 
it's not just sharing the gospel, but you also come alongside them and let them know that you're there for them still. A first point for me is to connect them with, within a community because we're not, we're not saved and we are by ourselves. We are saved in a community. So connect them with the church, with a local church, but also building that one-on-one connection with them. So whether you do a weekly Bible study with them or providing resources, and just to give an example, on the weekend, I met up with a friend of a now friend of mine. I talked to her about Jesus, and the next thing she said, "Okay, how do I read the Bible? Like, how? Where do I start?" And so, letting her giving giving her some resources that she could start with, but also giving her the opportunity to talk with me, and we can go through the very basics of the Christian faith. That's wonderful. So Trish, as we uh, come to a close, uh, what books, podcasts, or YouTube channels are you most recommending at the moment? Right now, and I had a goal to read one book per month. And so I'm three books in, and the latest one I read was truly a delight reading. And it's, uh, it's called The Rare Jewel, Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Barrow. And it was a book that was actually written in a pandemic environment. Uh, this book really broadened my perspective on contentment, that it's not about having more, but being in a state of peace with Christ. And the idea is that once you have Christ, you have everything. Yeah. So the book overall helped me to understand what true contentment is like, that it's not on the external world, what you have, what you have accomplished, but contentment is tied directly to our relationship with Christ. And as you know, this is the Born to Fly podcast. So as an entrepreneur, what do you imagine when you think about being born to fly? When I think of born to fly, I think of the community that I've come to know the last few months, how I see how everyone, even though we're all in different business fields, how we all come together on a weekly basis just to encourage and support each other. So when I think of Born to Fly, I think of the community that that term has brought together. And there are three things that I've seen in these uh, entrepreneurs. There's passion, there's commitment, and there's purpose. And I consider that a blessing to be part of this community, knowing that they're there. And we're here for each other. I can wholeheartedly second that. I agree. Just before we ask you where we can connect with you online, is there anything that you would have liked to have brought up that I didn't ask? Anything anything burning that you would like to have mentioned? One of the things I just want to quickly mention, you know, oftentimes when we think about being mission-minded, we think about packing up and going to a different country and uh, learn a new language and all of that. And I do believe God does call men and women to that. But thinking where you're at today, where you're at now, how can you serve? How can you reach others? How can you show compassion to people? And so it's being mission-minded begins at home. So how you are in the home, how you are in your community. and, And from there, you see how God gives you opportunity to share the good news of Christ with others. 
Well, that's a perfect note to end on, Trish. And uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time with me today and for easing my way into the uh, host chair. Uh, It's really been a pleasure. And so uh, where can listeners connect with you online? So you're welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn under Trish Walker. That's great. Well, I hope uh, that our listeners will look you up if they want to uh, get a little bit of guidance and just connect with you because like I said, you are an inspiration and just a lovely person. So once again, I thank you and I thank our listeners for tuning in and uh, we'll see you all next time on the next Born to Fly podcast. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for listening to the Born to Fly podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to share it with your friends. If you'd like to know more about Born to Fly, go to borntofly.faith. There you can discover our How to Find Your Calling course and a community for like-minded entrepreneurs. Looking forward to having you back next time.